our chapter for today is John chapter 2. In this chapter, Jesus performs his first sign at a wedding in Cana. He cleanses the temple because of corrupt money changers. He makes uh, prophetic references to the hour, quote-unquote, of his death and resurrection. And we get another glimpse of his deity. So let's consider a first uh, a couple of things from this uh, second chapter. The first is uh, the whole idea of uh, signs. Uh, we, we have encountered many miracles throughout our study of the synoptic gospels of Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and we'll encounter many more in the gospel of John, though uh, in the first half of his gospel, he doesn't refer to them so much as miracles, but as signs. That's something unique about John's gospel, whereas in the synoptics you might see them referred to as miracles. John calls them signs. And here, John presents Jesus changing the water into wine at the wedding in Cana as in chapter 2 verse 11 as the first of his signs. Throughout the first half of John's gospel, John will present some seven different signs of Jesus. Uh, his healing of the official's son in chapter 4, the healing of an invalid in chapter 5, the feeding of the 5,000 in chapter 6, the walking on the water also in chapter 6, the healing of a man born blind in chapter 9, and finally, his raising Lazarus from the dead in chapter 11. Why does John intentionally refer to these things as signs rather than miracles? Because John intends the reader to realize that these are meant to point us to something. They are miracles, but they're miracles that are intended to point us to something. So what are these signs meant to point us to? I believe we have a very clear clue in chapter 2, verse 11. Um, John said Jesus was turning the water into wine. Quote, this, the first of his signs, Jesus did in Cana, at Cana in Galilee and manifested his glory and the disciples believed in him. This was hinted at uh, in the first chapter when John said uh, of Jesus in verse 14 of chapter 1, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father. And with each sign that John relates, the reader, you and me, are meant to get a greater glimpse of the glory of Jesus Christ. In this story, the disciples saw his glory and believed in him. But in what way does this story of Jesus at the wedding of Cana show us his glory? Well, we see it in several ways. The most obvious way is the simple fact that he turned water into wine. In fact, into wine that was better wine than they had at first. Verse 10, you see that. This shows Jesus' creative power and his authority over the natural world. You might also see his glory in the fact of his humble obedience to his mother. We have already seen his majestic deity in John's gospel in chapter 1, but here his obedience to his mother's request for his help in obtaining more wine shows us his humility and his mission to fulfill the law of God on our behalf. Here, the fifth commandment, to honor your father and mother. But perhaps another way his glory is manifested through uh, is through the fact that this sign takes place at a wedding and Jesus fulfills what was the responsibility of the bridegroom. It was the bridegroom's responsibility to provide enough wine for his guests. 
The bridegroom failed this responsibility, and Jesus fulfilled that responsibility. In the next chapter, John the Baptist will refer to Jesus as the bridegroom who has come to redeem his bride, John 3, 29 and 30. And here we see Jesus coming to fulfill that role. As we come across these things throughout John's gospel, ask yourself in each case, how does this show me the glory of Jesus? And what does it teach me about the glory of Jesus? Finally, um, destroying this temple and raising it again in three days. The next scene in this chapter is the celebration of the Passover in Jerusalem, and Jesus and his disciples were there. As they entered the temple, they saw the money changers taking economic advantage of those who were coming to offer their sacrifices to the Lord. Jesus, making a whip, <laughs> drove them out and cleansed the temple in this way. Obviously, the people, especially the rulers, wanted to know why he did this and by what authority did he do it. So they asked him for a sign, verse 18, to prove his authority. He answered them in a way that they completely misunderstood, but which was uh, prophetic of his own death and resurrection. But here again, just as we saw in chapter 1, when John told us that the word became flesh and tabernacled among us, John 1.14, John lets us know here that Jesus was uh, 2.21 speaking about the temple of his body. John is again showing us that God himself became flesh in the person of Jesus Christ and, uh, and, and the whole meaning and purpose of the Old Covenant temple, tabern tabernacle first, temple later, was finding its fulfillment in him. The temple, like the tabernacle before it, was the place where God met with man, where his presence was to be found. And now, in Jesus Christ, God was present with man in such a way that John could say of him, that which we have heard, that which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon and touched with our hands, 1 John 1.1. 1, 1. With all this, John is showing the deity of Jesus Christ, both in who he was, that is the temple fulfilled, and what he did, foretold at this early point, his coming, death, and resurrection. And those are some things from John chapter 2.